love seeing our people getting blessed, but we losing a lot of them. You know, Texas and Arizona, Washington, D.C. But it's in all our men are gone somewhere. I may have to tune up, Isaac. All right. Remember, we're doing the 16 deadly deeds. These are spiritual things that Satan uses to attack us. And last week's was very uncomfortable because it was mostly about marriage. And you know, it's, uh, if you all didn't pull it, you need to pull it up online. Because if the Bible doesn't help us in our everyday life and help us in our relationships, then uh, what are we reading it for? What are we coming to church for? The day is deadness. Deadness. Now remember, that's a spirit. A spirit of deadness. Say that. Deadness. deadness. And so deadness is, 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 is when, when something becomes very, it's incapable of being stirred up emotionally. Dead. And you can do that, and we can do the same thing with that as we compare everything else into a relationship with God, to a relationship in our marriages, or, or you see, th that kind of thing, right? It can be deadness. Deadness. It can die, and we do. You see, deadness is. Uh, let's let's just use and nobody in here does because you all are crazy about your spouses and the people you're in relationships with. But it can be those that don't have that kind of relationship. Is good morning, sweetheart. Yeah, good morning. That's deadness. That's that's deadness. Um, I love you. You too. That's deadness. Yeah, that, that, that doesn't, there's no emotion behind it. You understand what I'm saying? There's, there's, there should be some emotion behind it. And when the emotion, when you start praying, you know, when you stop praising God and, 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 and uh, asking for more than praising him. You see, now nothing wrong with this. Stay here with me. You know, the Lord's prayer is good good, but there ought to be praises. There ought to be some praising God and there ought to be some feelings and some emotion. So Satan uses deadness because he, he understands that God is a jealous God and he wants no other God before him. So that means he has emotions. And one of the things that he wants us to do is have energy in our emotions of how we approach him. It makes him feel good. Someone would say, how can he have emotions? He said it, not me. Have no other gods before me. I'm a jealous God. Have no other gods before me. That's the scripture. So that means he does not want us to worship him with a dead spirit. He wants us to worship him with, with emotion. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's even in your prayers at home or when you're, kind of, when you're at church or whatever. You may not have the praise team uh, in your house. But you can have the praise team in your head. Right. You see, they see. I'm an incredible praise team singer, uh -huh. but I'm taking a shower. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Y'all get what I'm talking about? And so everything comes together. See, relationships. A lot of times we don't know how to have a relationship with God because we don't have know how to have a relationship with each other. 
Are you with me? So it's incapable of being stirred emotionally. So that's deadness. Satan doesn't want us to be emotional. He doesn't want us to stir up the Spirit, Holy Spirit, to stir us up so we can emotion. There's an emotional part. I'm not talking jumping and shouting. I'm just talking about feeling good. That's right. That's right. Let's do it this way. Feeling, many of us in here are fans, sports fans. It's just like when you holler with the Chiefs and and the Packers, and when the Packers are beating the Chiefs, and you just get emotional. Uh, 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 I didn't throw that in. You see, we get emotionally about those things. Matter of some people more emotional about the relationship with a team than they are with their husband or their wife. Well, Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, so, or God. And so that's it. The next one is, or? It's also lacking power to move feel or respond, yeah. it's numb. It's just, what? Numb. It has no power to move or feel. It, 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 it can't respond. It's just numb. You know, and you can see some people worship that way. It's just numb. There's no feeling. Well, they have a spirit of deadness that keeps them from feeling and responding. And so they're just numb. You see, I don't see it too much in here, but I, I, sometimes I watch people in church all wrapped up. And I want to say, unwrap yourself. That's why you don't got nothing. You see? You see? Because we want feelings and we want to respond and, and we, we, we don't want to be numb. And it says no longer producing. Deadness will cause you not to produce. Do you know the longer you are in a relationship, the more you are to produce your love ought to be greater than ever. Yes, because each, each time you grow, you grow. The, the, uh, Sister Gwen and I were uh, eating breakfast or something, and this couple was so excited uh, a while back. They were so excited. I said, I was asking, good morning, just speaking, you know, and, and this brother sitting there with his wife said, for, he didn't say good morning, he said, yeah, we had, we've been married 62 years, this is our anniversary. He was excited about telling somebody that he had been married for 62 years. And you ought to just see it. His, his eyes just lit up. You see, there, was, there was still, so that meant after 62 years, he, they still had what? They still had life. You see, they still had life in, their, in that relationship with each other. Well, whenever you got born again, you ought to be excited about how long it's been since you've been born again. You ought to be able to be excited about saying, thank you, God, uh, for my five years or 10 years or what it is. I mean, Satan doesn't want you praising God about your relationship with him. He don't want you loving him. He wants you speaking love, but he don't want you to feel anything behind your love. You ever saying? And most of us understand it. You ever get a dry, a dry hug? Come on. You know it ain't, you know it's fake, but you gotta do it. Well. You, you understand what I'm talking about? And people can feel that. They can feel there's nothing behind it. You see, but when you get a hug and there's something behind it, or when, when we speak to someone, there's nothing behind it. You know, oh, it looks, you look pretty good. But when you look at it, you say, well, you look sharp. You see, I tell Sister Gwen, she looks like, you look like you just stepped out of Vogue. I can say, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah, you see, 
keep it going, keep it going, you see, because it makes her feel good. And you know, she looks sharp, right? That's right. But guess who's smart? She's married to me. And she's looking good. So you are there, here, get with me now. You ought to be excited about it. Even your friends, even your friends, you ought to be excited about some of the friends in your life. You ought to have that relationship. We need to learn how to have a relationship with God, spouses, other relationships. We need to learn that. We don't let the spirit of deadness come in. You understand what I'm saying? You got. Okay, go ahead. Finally, deadness is deprived of life. There's no life. Jesus says, I come to give you life. He didn't come to take away life. He come to give us life. You can't be a Christian and not enjoy your life. You, you got to enjoy your life. Because Jesus says, I come to give you life. So there ought to be some excitement about your life. You ought to be excited. Each day you wake up, you ought to be excited. First of all, you ought to thank God for another day ahead. Do you see? You see? Have life. There ought to be life in your relationship with God, right? And then life in your relationship with people. See, we want to be just excited. I want you all to just be excited about being excited. You see? You ought, the, 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 you ought to be so excited if someone asks you, you can't explain it. I'm serious. You ought to be so excited. I can't explain it. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just excited about life. I'm excited about worshiping God. I'm excited. I'll go to marriage again. I'm excited about who I'm married to. All right? I'm excited about where we live at and the spirit that's in our home. I'm excited about my family. I'm excited about my friends around me. I'm just excited about life. You, you see what I'm talking about? Because he, he, he said, excuse me, he said, I come to give you life. You see, the Bible says, Jesus says, I come to give. Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. I use it all the time. But Jesus says, I come to give you life and life more abundant. If you have life more abundant, you can't help but be excited. Right. Isaac has a thing, cracks me up. Look at God. Won't he do it? You see, he gets excited about that. I've never seen anybody that gets, when Ford shut down, he was excited. He said, I'm on vacation. Yeah, for real. Because, well, he handled his money. So, you know, you ought to be excited because now I'm going to have time to do other things. Like come over to his parents' house and do things for mama. Well, that's real. Yeah. Yeah, so we get excited. And his sister, he gets excited. Isaac's off. He can come over and do things. And he does those things. So we're so we all excited. I always call him. Y'all working this week? <laughs> you see? But we're talking about life, people. Enjoying your life. Amen. You see? And you should bring life into your partner. Yes, yes, yes. It's a spiritual thing. Right. You ought to bring life into your partner, life into your friends. Right. Now, some of you all can't. Well, let me just use me. There's some people. Have you ever seen that person? Everybody be kind of hanging around before, you, you know. And yet at a party and they just chilling. And then here comes somebody in here. They talking trash. 
getting loud, and the party started. They bring life to the party. You see, and some of you all have been that person. I've been that person, all right? And you bring life, well, let's do it this way. Let's bring life to the party. You see, let's bring life to the party. You see, let's get excited about coming to church, to the sanctuary, and bringing the spirit of life. Are you with me? Yes, because Satan gets upset. He wants that dead in the spirit. He doesn't want us to respond emotionally. He doesn't want us uh, uh, to have the power that God has given us through Jesus Christ. He doesn't want us to produce. That's right. That's right. He doesn't want us to do that. You see? All right. Yeah. What well, we need to go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, as I said, we'll do it together. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just go to resurrection. Well, sometimes we need a resurrection. We'll go ahead and do those, okay? We'll, we, sometimes, somebody in here may need that. Before I go to the scripture here, we'll read that. You need, a, you need your life resurrected? Is that what we got next? That's what we're talking about. All right, we're let's go. The three phases of new life are resurrection, All right. rebirth, and regeneration. That's why you came to Christ. You got a new life. You see, you've been born again, a rebirth, regenerated. Come on here. And that's not on Sunday morning. That's all the time. So if, some, if you don't have it, you say, pray for it. Sometimes you need to say, Lord, regenerate my life. Resurrect my life. Yes. Emotionally, spiritually, mentally, and of course financially. All right, next one. Next one is rebirth, which is a spiritual regeneration. Be because it's a spiritual what? Regeneration. The Olympics showed us something that we had never seen before. We had seen more people talk about something psychologically, they're calling it that, going on with these athletes, you see. And some of it's not mentally, it's spiritually. Because they're going through life. And sometimes it's your spirit. You have a deadness in your spirit. And, 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 and we're seeing that. And, and, and not, not all of them, but there are a lot of others that went through things and situations and circumstances, and they're praising God because they won the victory. Someone like an Alec Felix, you know, who's had a baby and the baby was sick and she had a tough birth, but come back and win two medals, uh, uh, you, know, you know, and was excited about being there. She was excited about, she's a Christian, of course, excited about being a Christian, excited about being uh, a wife, excited about being a mother, and excited about being an Olympian at 35 years old, which is supposed to be old for sprinters, all right? So here, but you can see that in her. There's a calmness in her, you see, but she's very spiritual, you see? And in the midst of all her troubles, she had that spirit of regeneration when, when she went through that. Uh, I think, but I forgot what she, her baby, she had to, whatever it was. You women know what I'm talking about, just had children. C-section, thank you. You see what I'm saying? You're supposed to quit. You had a C-section. Your baby's been in the hospital all that time. Yeah, it's time for you to set it down. But something inside her said, no, it's not time. The people need a role model. They need to know that they're is something bigger inside you than what's on the outside of you. That's right. You are still able to produce. That's what it takes to be a champion. Spiritually, mentally, physically, or emotionally. That's right. All right? 
So you're talking about regeneration, which is to give new life. And, and that's exciting, to give new life. There is nothing like being at a certain age, and people ask you how old you are, you don't know. Unless it's your birthday, and you're looking for them to give you something, right? You see? Which it's nothing like having a, a give a new life, and I want God to continue giving me a new life. I prayed this morning, I think this morning or last night, because we pray every morning and every night. We go outside and pray every morning and every night, every morning and every night of every day. And I was praying for God to elevate us, wasn't it? I was asking God to elevate us, Sister Green and I, to elevate us so that we can be at a higher spiritual level. Because each day we wake up, we want him to give us a new life. We don't care about how old we are because he's given us new life. You see, the body may decay, but uh, the spirit keeps generating us and giving us new life. And so it's a spiritual renewal or revival. He revives us spiritually. Are y'all with me? And sometimes you need to pray for that. Don't be afraid to ask God. It ain't, you ain't through yet. Get excited. Get excited about getting a new life. Get excited about that. Every one of you all need to go home and pray about, think about what pastor is saying. Think about what these scriptures are saying. Am I getting out, out of myself everything God's put in me? Am I living at the spiritual level that Christ has ordained me to live? Is my family, is my relationship with him, with my family, where God would have it to be? Am I giving life to my wife, life to my husband, life to my children? Am I stirring up energy? I have so much that I can give it down to. You see? Nothing like a household that has laughter. Nothing like it, no, I'm telling you, there's nothing like a household that has laughter. You see? You're making each other smile. You see, I, I stay on Isaac all the time. I said, oh, you're trying to steal the show, huh? I said, all right, I'm, I'm gonna take some voice lessons. And, see. Yeah. and he laughs, and we laugh about that. You see, because it's life. And the guys will tell you, they love their pastor because he's always talking trash. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Make them laugh. Come on. Life. Jesus says, I come to give you life. Life more abundant. You're living it. You ought to have so much love that you got to pass it to each other and on down to your children. You ought to have a loving home. You can't have that unless you've been born again. Once you're born again, you got enough love to spread around. You see, and it's not as much confusion. Last week's was a tough message, I understand it. But if you got this, it'll help you get past that. That's right. You see, some people go to church just to be going to church. You see, we have people who haven't showed up yet, but they're keeping in touch with me. Because some folks, you know, they're a little nervous about being in a crowd of some kind. And then, you see, and that's a good thing. I can understand that, you see. But they're glad that they can listen and they're telling me what pastor preached on. 
They're doing a better job telling me what I preached on than I did, understood what I preached on. You see, so you can pass it to one another. You see, the next time you look, if you really mean it, you look in your spouse's eyes, and I'm gonna stay with spouses for a while. We only got, we got more and more. It's you ought to see something more than you see. You ought to see something more than you see. Say, so do we have enough life? How are we doing? We ought to laugh more. Yeah. Yeah, you know? Let's just watch a funny movie and laugh. Show your love. Talk in love. Show your love. All right? So here we go. So we don't want deadness. We don't want deadness. That's right. Okay. So to either overestimate or underestimate in any of these four areas could prove fatal. And these are the ones, and this was deadness. It can, it can be fatal. Say amen. amen. Because some of you know that it's been fatal in your relationship. With God, church, and family. All right? First of all, I'm going to say I. I must know my own weakness. You better know your own weakness. I must know my own strength. That's where Satan's coming after. I must know the weakness of my enemy. And you need to know the weakness of your enemy. But I must know the strength of my enemy. But you need to know the strength of your enemy. You see? Once you know those things, then you know how to fight. When to fight. Yes. When not to fight. Okay? And one of the strengths of the enemy is the spirit of deadness. That's right. But one of the blessings that we have is life. Life. You see? All right. Let me get over here. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 8, verse 6 through 8 from the King James, for to be carnally minded is dead. And we're talking about deadness. To be carnal mindedness is death. To be carnal-minded is death. That means this here. Carnal-minded is death. That don't mean sex, sex, drugs, and alcohol is overrated. It's the way you think. The way you process is deadness. You see? It's because it's selfish and it's self-centered. A carnal-minded person, it's like a little baby. Doesn't get what it wants. It screams and hollers and scratches and all that kind of stuff. You know how they do. All right? And remember, they're, they're Christians like that because Paul's talking to Christians. He's not talking to people outside of Christianity. That's right. He's talking to a church. Yeah. And remember, I told you, they're Christians, but they're carnal-minded. Right. They're Christians that are baby in Christ. Yeah. They're Christians that are mature. They're Christians that are the elite bunch. Mm-hmm. But this is for the carnal-minded. Okay? It's very important what he's getting ready to read. He goes on to say, but to the spiritually minded is life and peace. But the spiritually minded is what? Life and peace. So if you don't have life and peace, there's something wrong with your relationship with God. Period. There's something wrong with your relationship with God. There's nothing like, there's nothing like not wanting to leave the house because you just love being home. Because you just love the peace. And some people, they found out through this pandemic, whatever they call this thing, they don't even want to go back to work. They just love working from home. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They, just have, they, just, they just have peace. 
Peace at home. They ain't got to deal with a. <clears throat> they just have, you know, and I can understand it. Some folks like the chaos. Others say, wow, I can do it from home. Why? Because home, I got life and peace. <clears throat> All right. Verse 7, it says that because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. It can't. See, it can't be because it's a carnal-minded person. That's why you have to be careful who you get hooked up with. You let that carnal-minded person come in and you try, it won't work. You cannot communicate with a carnal-minded person. They're selfish and self-centered. You see? You see, our brother DJ will probably tell you, and some of these others that's coached in here and tell you, and I can tell you, there's some people that know more than the coach. Yeah, that's corner minded. You've been doing it for years. Yeah, they just started doing it, they just walked in. It's like the church. You see, a lot of people, when they come to Pastor Fields, they don't like coming to Pastor Fields. Because if you come to Pastor Fields quoting scriptures, you ought not be there. You asking me for information, I don't have nothing else you got to say but what your problem is. You see? And I've always been that way. Everybody knows that. And then I tell them, if you don't like it, because I'm not one of these guys that care if you come or not. You see? No, but if you sit down and come here, I'm going to tell you, you need to do such and such and such. That's right. And let's pray. God bless you. Yeah, because you can know the scripture and be carnal minded. That's right. <clears throat> So if you tell me you know the scripture, then you must be calling minded if you got all these issues going on in your life because you, you be doing what it says. All you have to do is what it say. <laughs> you see? But sometimes you need a little help to get a greater understanding, but you can't get a greater understanding if you're evoking what somebody else is trying to teach you. You understand? Yeah. All right. But that's, that's the coaching part of me. Yeah, that's the coaching part. Yeah, I'm the coach guy, all right? In verse 8 it says, So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. So when you're in the flesh, you cannot please God. If you please God, you ain't got to worry about pleasing folk. If you please God, you would never have issues with other folks. Yeah, because you're not going to deal with carnal-minded people, right? 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 Oh, you're not going to listen. Sometimes you have to go to, on your job. You have to listen to them there, but you ain't, they don't bother you. Carnal-minded people, okay, are selfish, right. self-centered, mm -hmm. disobedient, yeah. arrogant folks. Yeah. That's, what Karen, that's what they are. Mm -hmm. What are you doing wasting your time dealing with them folks? Well, All right. And then someone will tell you, well, God put, no, he didn't. God didn't tell you. To get, that's the choice they got to make. Right. All right, here we go. Well, Pastor's saying the Bible says it this way, and I'm going to go back up to verse 5. Okay. Those who are motivated by the flesh only pursue what benefits themselves. And you need to know those people. Everybody says they love you. Don't love you. People, there are people around you, family members, people in your household. They're there for the benefits for themselves. There's some folks, not in here, of course, there's some folks someplace, somewhere, can't wait till somebody dies so they can get that money. Mm. Oh, yeah, y'all know that. Come on, you know that. 
there are people who marry people because of what they have. Huh? Amen to that? That's right. You see, because it's about what they want. All right? But he says, those who live by the impulses of the Holy Spirit yeah. are motivated to pursue spiritual realities. But we that we hear that are promoted by, I mean, the Holy Spirit, we're after spiritual realities. Come on. If I'm spiritually where I should be and empowered by the Holy Spirit, the, the, the reality is God will never fail me or put me in a place that I shouldn't be. Right. And I won't get caught up into a bunch of foolishness. You see? Amen. People are fighting over each other, snatching people's masks off. Y'all yeah, see it on them. This is crazy. You see? I only have one right. You know what that right is? Love my neighbors myself. That's the gospel. So I won't pull nobody's mask off, right? But you'll keep, you'll put one on in here. All right, here we go. Verse six, it says, for the sense and reason of the flesh is death. That's right. But the mindset controlled by the spirit finds life and peace. And I'm loving this, because I keep telling you, this is where I want you to live. I want you to have a life and peace. It's life and peace. You can't, those that are working out of the house can't wait till I get home because life and peace is in my home. That's right, that's right. You see? You ought to be so excited about leaving your job that you, we got phones now and stuff, you talk all the way home. You see? Hey man, uh, let's go see so-and-so tonight. Go say, no, man, I'm, I'm gonna hang at the crib. Oh, you chicken, no, I'm in love. There you go. Yeah, you the chicken. Right? Why would you want to be any other place where you have love and peace? People who don't have it are searching for it. But don't let them destroy your life looking for it. Huh? Because it's in Christ. Right? Some of y'all never done this, you know, because y'all born. To. Some of us have tried to smoke it, drink it, uh huh it. And some of them other things. Come on. That's right. But we didn't have peace that it came with our relationship here. Period. And we just as happy about being alive. Amen. Again. You see? All right. Again, I didn't get Pastor. very many amens on that. You know, it's amazing to me that some of us, just a few of us ever drink, try to drink it out, smoke it out, sniff it out. Just a couple. Whatever it out. All right. Us born again people ain't afraid to say that. Amen. You see, a, a lot of people, the reason they can't say amen, they ain't been saved from nothing. That's right. All right, keep That's going. Right. And again, uh, the mindset controlled by the Spirit finds life and peace. There you go. You want life and peace? Let the Holy Spirit control your life. That's right. In fact, the mindset focused on the flesh finds God's plan and refuses to submit to his direction because it cannot. It can't. It doesn't have the right spirit. So you can read this. There's people read this, know this. Satan knows it. But they can't live it because they haven't been born again. 
since they haven't been regenerated, they haven't been born again, they can't live it. Right? And people say it in the pulpit all the time, which is wrong. Well, God will be there. No, it won't. God said, this in here. Look in Corinthians. He'll turn them over to what? A reprobated mind. Look it up when you go home. A reprobated mind. Meaning he's done with them. Reprobated mind. Look it up. Okay? Verse 8 says, For no matter how hard they try, hmm. God finds no pleasure with those who are controlled by the flesh. He has no pleasure in those who are controlled by the flesh. But when the Spirit of Christ empowers your life, you are not dominated by the flesh, but by the Spirit. And it's the S, the big S. You see, sometimes I'm hoping she's kidding. Sister Gwen and say, uh, get in the big one. Is it a big what? The big S. Spirit. We joke about it. We have a great time. When your life is controlled by the Spirit, you will have peace in your life. That's right. That's right. Period. Right. Amen. see? It's very simple. Big S. Simple. It's very simple. All right. And if you are not joined to the Spirit of the Anointed One, you are not of Him. You're not of God. If you're not connected by the Holy Spirit of the Anointed One, which is Jesus, you're not His. The Scripture says. All right, are we ready? Now turn to Hebrews chapter 9. I'm going to read verse 14, first from the Amplified and then from the Message. How much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Holy Spirit willingly offered himself unblemished, that is, without moral or spiritual imperfection as a sacrifice to God. That means Jesus Christ. Jesus but, Christ sacrificed his life for you to have peace. That's right. Christ and him crucified. Period. Bible says, cleanse your conscience from dead works and lifeless observances to serve the ever-living God. Get all that junk out your life. Clean your life up and serve God. Yeah. Period. I love that. Just clean it all up and serve God. And we serve God by loving one another. By being disciples for Christ. Clean it up. We need to clean up some stuff. We have never seen a time when people are so selfish as we've seen now. I'm not talking about this virus. I'm just talking about all kinds of stuff. Clean it up. Clean your life up. When you look in the mirror, that's the person. A lot of people don't like listening to worldly music, they call it that. But there was a song that I, I used to love to listen to is Michael Jackson, Man in the Mirror. It's the man in the mirror is the problem. It's the woman in the mirror is the problem. Clean it up. Clean some stuff up and allow yourself to have love. Thank you. And let yourself have love and peace. All right. The message says it this way. Think how much more the blood of Christ cleans up our whole lives inside how much? and out. How much of our life? Whole. Where at? Whole lives. Inside, inside and out. Through the Spirit. Through the Spirit. He wants to clean up your life. Yes, he wants to clean up your life inside and out. You see, sometimes when, you, when uh, the, the, the uh, uh, prayer warriors are up here, 
it can be a spiritual sickness. Come on. Folks is always thinking this is a physical. They'll pray for you. <laughs> pray for my spirit. I need to clean up some stuff. Then my spirit. So sometimes when I, you clean it up in your spirit, then your body will be okay. Because if you got the wrong spirit, you're going to be sick. You get the right spirit, you'll be whole. Oh, you didn't get it. That just was. All right. Again, through the Spirit, Christ offered himself as an unblemished sacrifice. And this is what we're forgetting in the church. It is Christ has given up himself as an unblemished sacrifice, freeing us from all those dead-in efforts to make ourselves respectable. Come on, people. Can I say something? We ought to be ashamed of ourselves. The way we live in as Christians with the opportunity we have in Christ to live with peace. Yes, to live with peace. To live, to live a peaceful life, a love with peace and love. We ought to be ashamed of ourselves. And then we want the world to come into the church and they looking at us. Think about it. All right? He did this so that we can live all out for God. We need to live all out for God. It's like a runner. What do we tell a runner or any sport? Say, leave it on the track. Leave it on the field. Live it all out there. The challenge for us is live your life out all out for God. Then you won't have any problems in your household. Period. And it, I'll just do one of them. And it can happen to a church. It can happen to a church. Here we go. I'm going to read Revelation chapter 3, verse 1 through 3. And we'll make it simple. I'll read from the message. Okay. It's easier meat to chew. He says, I see right through your work. God sent. I can see through your works. Mm-hmm. You have a reputation for vigor and zest, but you're dead. Stone dead. Wow. Whoa. Oh, God said, no, 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 no. I can see through your singing, your preaching, your teaching. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, you're dressed up. Mm-hmm. Dressed up on the outside, messed up on the inside. God said, I can see through all that. Right. He's talking to church folks. He, you know, and he writes it to the pastor of the church. And it says angel, that means the pastor of that church. He's saying, listen, I'm talking to the church folks. And I'm holding you accountable to tell them. All right. He says, up on your feet. Whoa, get up. Take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's life in you yet. There's still enough time to get it now. There's still enough time. It's, I love that. Get up on your feet, take a deep breath, and maybe there's life in you yet. He said, now's the time. Now's the time. Get up. Get it right. All right? He said, but I wouldn't know it by looking at your busy work. He said, I wouldn't know it by listening at all the things you're doing. Mm. I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. He said, I wouldn't know that. Mm -hmm. All right? Nothing of God's work has been completed. Your condition is desperate. Think of the gift you once had in your hands, the message you heard with your ears. 
Grasp it again and turn back to God. You can go back to God when you got saved. Mm -hmm. Go back to him. Get it right. Get it right with him. Do you know most people's problem isn't what's going on now? It's what they left behind. That's what you left behind. Okay? And finally in verse 3 it says, If you pull the covers back over your head and sleep on, oblivious to God, I'll return when you least expect it, break into your life like a thief in the night. Don't let God come when you're napping. Don't let him come when you're sleeping. Be about his business. Be about his business. Be about his business. Uh, the eyes are on their way up here. It's an easy, simple thing. As they're on their way up, it's an easy, simple thing. Just do what it says. Just do what it says. I will take uh, uh, every Sunday, I'm going to use something from the Olympics that I learned that I can use as an inspiration for you. You all that know sports know the little girl that won the hurdles. Yeah, she switched coaches. And uh, Bobby Kersey, right? She went to him. And she became, and he changed her whole way of practicing and working out. And in the Olympic trials, she broke a world's record. She's only like 20. And in the Olympics, she broke a world's record. Sometimes we need to listen. Quit trying to coach ourselves and get with somebody that can help us, coach us, and inspire us to win the race that God has put before us. Amen to that. All right, God's good. Isaacs. Oh, thank you. Beautiful sermon. Amen. Our enemy we know who he is. We have the knowledge from the word of God. Has been around for thousands of years. I mean, longer than us, right? He's got tactics. He's got know-hows. But God has, is actually the creator of him. And God has been around a lot longer and wiser. And he's given us that wisdom. He's given us that ability to resist, to fight, to attain victory in Christ. You know, uh, just to change the, the subject a little bit, um, I had a, in, on my premises uh, a sort of catastrophe, but a real practical lesson because uh, Jesus used uh, like practical things when he taught you know the parable of the sower the tares and then the wheat you know he used those things so on my junipers <coughs> I uh, went out there just recently I looked at half of that half of the junipers is brown and some of some parts are green why is it like this for 16 years they've been green 
nice and flourishing. And I got to looking closer, you know, closer. And there's this little insect called a bagworm. <laughs> I mean, are you familiar with that? Okay. And they look like they're part of the plant. They look like little ornaments. And if you watch them real closely, they move like this, you know. And what they do is they feed on that plant. I never knew this. But it's a picture of harboring deadness. Or you could say bitterness in a person. It just eats you from the inside. And that's what it did to this plant. You know, I wound up digging that whole thing out and throw it in the bag. You know. So God has his wisdom when you feed on his word and you look at the, just the things around you. They teach you a lesson. <laughs> so praise God. Let's go to prayer with that knowledge. Okay, Father God, we just thank you and praise you, Lord God, for your wisdom, your knowledge that permeates our mind, our spirits, Lord God. And we take it to heart, Lord God. We take it to our jobs. We take it to our families, Lord God. We honor you and praise you this day. We're looking to you, Father God. For success, Lord God, whatever we do in our finances, Lord God, our relationships, who we talk to on the street, at the markets, wherever we go, on our jobs, Lord God, in our teachings, Lord God, of our children and grandchildren, Lord God. I thank you for these anointed words, Lord God. We know that Jesus, Lord God, you were anointed with the oil of gladness, Father God, and you are a joyful God, and we are joyous in you, Father God. We give you all the praise, honor, and glory, Father God, for this demonstration of your Holy Spirit in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 amen.